0: I'm d Reddy, and welcome to Scale by Intercom. As you've no doubt heard, Scale is now a dedicated space on the Inside Intercom blog, where you can find a wealth of materials, including podcasts, of course, that explore how businesses are driving growth through customer relationships. As part of this, we're now releasing a new Scale episode for you every second week so you can continue to hear from a slate of brilliant leaders and thinkers about the strategies and frameworks that they've used to chart new paths for their customers and their companies. Our guest this week is Yoli Chisholm, Vice President of Marketing at Sprinkler, who talks to us about her experience marketing a brand that boasts Microsoft, Samsung and Cisco as customers. Her discussion with Fiona Lee delves into the fundamental shift that has seen marketers move from a broadcasting approach to a conversational mindset. How sprinkler have turned this to their advantage and what this means for business going forward. She shared a lot of great insights and advice. So without further ado, let's head over to the studio and hear from Yoli and Fiona.
1: Yoli, welcome to the show. You are a seasoned digital marketer. You worked on MSN in the early 2000s, and then you went on to drive marketing for Microsoft's commercial business in the 2010s. Tell us how you went from Microsoft to being the VP of marketing at Sprinkler.
2: Yeah, well, thank you, Fiona. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to you know, represent my fellow Sprinklerites on your show. So, um, you know, during my tenure at Microsoft, I was part of the team that brought Sprinkler into the marketing organization. So I was initially a customer and saw Microsoft go from having one social media manager use Sprinkler in the marketing department. And that number eventually grew to 80 plus people managing Microsoft's customer experience center. But even more impactful was, um, you know, seeing as our understanding of modern channels grew, Sprinkler was used in more customer-facing departments beyond marketing, you know, sort of connecting the dots between marketing and sales and customer support and engineering in a way that just felt as radical as the change that was happening with the customer externally. So when I met, you know, Sprinklr's founder, Raji Thomas, and learned of his broader vision and thesis for how customer experience was going to evolve, you know, I saw Sprinklr as the place where I could, um, you know, as a marketer, witness what I think is the holy grail, which is one-to-one marketing at scale. You know, you know we're at Sprinklr, we're, we're helping brands explore and achieve this idea of humanizing marketing at scale.
1: I love that you went from being a customer to being a sprinkler, right, <laughs> yourself. That's the <laughs> best way, I think, to work for a brand that, uh, or to find a company and mission that you can really get invested in. And I saw on, for some of your previous talks, you've talked about this age that we're living in, and that's really what I really would love to chat with you today. It's just this age that we're living in as marketers and digital transformation you describe the age that we're living in as the fourth industrial revolution. I think you've talked about our times as being characterized by the rise of technologies like AI and the cloud and smart devices. Break it down for us. What does the rise of these technologies mean for our marketers?
2: Yeah, I mean, when you think about each industrial revolution, not only have the changes in technology driven change in consumer behavior But that change in consumer behavior has necessitated brands to go to market differently. You know, from the first industrial revolution to the third, we've seen brands go from, you know, the traveling door to door salesperson, direct sales, to the use of mass market tactics like print and TV, Hmm. where, where until recently, you know, marketing really followed an established formula. Create a clever message, broadcast this message widely and watch as that message reached everyone, you know, and then mobile app experiences, social media, modern channels like chat and messaging have changed everything. You know, on on one hand, social media is always on nature provides marketers with unprecedented opportunities, micro-targeting, and tailored messaging. You know, you'll be able to tailor messages directly to customers in real time. On the other hand, it puts power firmly in the customer's hand, making it much more difficult for marketers to shape and control the conversation.
1: Right. Marketing
2: is it's no longer about what the brands have to say about themselves, you know, that's the old model. It's, it's what customers are saying about brands and what customers choose to say is is shaped by their experience with the brand. And that's kind of where we're at right now. You know, the sum of how they feel across each interaction they've had with the brand. So we're thinking about how we help customers manage that experience end-to-end consistently and successfully, you know that's the primary challenge of every CMO you know we're we're helping brands think about how they listen to those conversations that are happening and and how they react and engage in an authentic way and how they leverage the insights from you know data related to those public conversations in in their advertising, in their customer care, in their modern marketing, you know, it's a really exciting time. But I think that is what one of the characteristics of this fourth industrial revolution is that the customer is in control and, and marketers have to adapt to that.
1: I love that. I think when I think about the conversations that we are having with customers, uh, uh, one team that often comes to mind is certainly customer support. And I'd love to get your thoughts on whether you think customer support then is becoming a bigger part of marketing these days if you're seeing a blend of both support and marketing. Um, How are you doing this at Sprinkler in terms of managing conversations between departments with your
2: customers yeah you know our customer support are really at the front lines they are essentially to some extent including our you know um, social media managers really re- they represent the brand and as brands start to think about digitizing their customer support experiences, you know, that's starting with social, it's integrating messaging and chat. It's thinking about hybrid models of use of, you know, bots and and humans. It's thinking about, you know, how do you respond in, in review site channels? And so, you know, the way we think about it is is really removing the silos between marketing and customer service and enabling brands to have that 360 degree view of a customer and ensuring that internally there's no data silos. And so if there's been an engagement with a customer in marketing and there's been an engagement in with a customer and customer service, that is, there's a historical record of that in a single system. And, you know, it goes, you you think about you as a customer when you engage with a brand and sometimes you're asked for your personal information, you don't want to have to repeat that when you're forwarded on to the next department. And those are the things that enable delighting, you know, a customer and delighting a consumer. And so it's ensuring that brands have the right technology to create those delightful experiences. And so it is removing the barrier across the different customer facing departments and that's really where we, we see Sprinkler as having a role to play.
1: That's amazing. And I actually read somewhere that at Sprinkler, your sales team actually also sits side by side with your marketing, particularly your inside sales team. Um, so that seems like yet another example of how you guys are breaking down silos between different teams and functions. Can you speak more to that model and why uh, you've chosen to set up your organization that way?
2: Sure. You know, we're we're seeing a very interesting shift in B2B marketing in that it's being influenced by what we by what we see working in B2C marketing. And this is because at the end of the day, marketers recognize that although it's a buying committee you are targeting, that committee is made up of individuals who share their whole selves online, their interests, their triumphs, their challenges, and who have been exposed to beautiful experiences as consumers. So for example, our, our sales development reps have become so much more social in their outreach and they are armed with insights that Sprinkler's social ABM program is, is enabled to, to give to them. It's, it's hyper-local, it's hyper-personalized. We we understand what our prospects care about, what they're into, and we're able to reach out in authentic in an authentic way and actually sort of develop relationships. And that's what sales is really about. We use Sprinkler internally to understand who our economic buyer is and what they care about to drive engagement. But even more powerful than that, we're able to share with our prospects and customers, insights into the conversations that their customers are having. And for some, that enables them to find new revenue opportunities, mitigate risks. You know, we listen, learn, and show our prospects and customers love. And that's one of a number of factors that's helped us, um, you know, drive our, our pipeline growth.
1: That's amazing. I can't help but ask then, what kind of results have you seen from your pipeline growth?
2: Yeah, you know, we we you know, we're always cautious with numbers we share broadly, but I can say we have 3x our our pipeline growth and there's been a number of factors that have have led to that. But a lot of it is just around driving alignment within the organization and having the inside sales team sit in the marketing organization has really driven that tight alignment using our own platform to listen, learn, and love, as I mentioned before, and deliver insights that help our salespeople be much more human in their outreach. You know, it's really moving from enabling our salespeople to uh, become those trusted advisors seen as a helpful part of enabling our prospects to discover, you know, the right solution to help them with their challenges within their businesses and really navigate the challenges that we're seeing as technology evolves. So it's really helped us become better marketers, better sales org, and ultimately impacted the bottom line.
1: 3x your pipeline growth, that is a phenomenal number. People listening to us are going to want to think about how they can try the tactics that you're talking about. Would you mind going a little deeper? Can you talk a little bit more about social ABM and how that really works at the day-to-day level at
2: Sprinkler? Sure. So if you think about account-based marketing, it's really about understanding, you know, who are those customers and prospects that you really want to either drive expansion growth within, or you want to drive net new leads. And, you know, with Social ABM, we actually have a customer experience management team and these uh, social media managers and also our inside sales teams have been trained with how to be more social. And we actually have a target list of prospects that we're able to go after In social. And we're able to surround them and look for opportunities to engage in what we call handshakes. And so when I talked about earlier about, you know, one-to-one marketing and humanized marketing, we've seen that in how we go to market with our sales org in that we're actually able to reach out and engage to a target through our platform and create custom content look for opportunities to engage in a very sort of authentic way that's driven by their interests and what they care about, the conversations they're having, the challenges that they've shared. As we know, when people are in the market for a new product, new solution, they're asking questions to their peers and their network and social. We have the ability to respond hmm. and react. Because we have access to the tools and technology that enable us to to see those conversations happening in real time and engage in an authentic way. From a creative standpoint, we can create custom content that is relevant to that particular prospect. So it's really, that's what I talk about when I'm talking about, you know, getting to the one-to-one marketing you're not sending a sort of a blanket email and, or the way the traditional channels have enabled us to do sort of blanket emails that aren't really personalized or the, the level of personalization isn't sort of real time or informed by by uh, what you're seeing in social But. With Social ABM, you know, we're able to set up an infrastructure where we we know who our target accounts are. We know, you know, who they are in social. We're able to engage with them and able to sort of provide helpful information that helps them through their sales process.
3: We're racing hard to build a future which will result in better experiences and results for customers and businesses too. It's not just a product change, it's a mindset change. Let's make space to talk about all of this. We have so much we wanna share. We wanna explore these ideas in the open. We wanna provoke new ones in you. We wanna learn from your reaction. You just click the kind of like big stupid go button, right, and see what happens. Welcome to Offscript. That's all to come
1: on Offscript, The first episode is out now. You can watch it on Intercom's YouTube channel and we'll bring you audio versions of the episodes right here. Now, back to today's episode. Now, a lot of marketing leaders will hear us talk about one-to-one customer conversations and they're going to immediately think, ah, that's too expensive. That's inefficient. Maybe even think that's actually the job of sales. How do you think about it? Is there a way, what is the opportunity that marketers have to scale one-to-one customer relationships? What, what are some best practices there?
2: Yeah, I mean, compared to traditional methods of advertising, you know, using social media for marketing is, is one of the cheapest ways to build one-to-one customer relationships. For for example, our customer, MGM Resorts, tries to respond to every single customer mention across social channels and review sites. And it uses Sprinkler's AI capabilities to automatically flag the most crucial mentions and, and routes the message to the appropriate customer service agent. So they can do that at scale. They're responding one-to-one, but they've got the technology that allows them to provide a personalized response. You know, our AI capabilities can even recommend a suggested response based on analyzing the customer's question. This human one-to-one interaction does not require a significant amount of money on advertising or customer care teams. You know, AI dramatically helps to improve efficiency and reduce costs and the capabilities of AI to help personalization improve will only continue to become more advanced. That combined with with social and that combined with enabling the teams to be able to authentically react and enabling that interaction between, you know, that initial engagement in social and routing it to the right person in customer service, that's all enabled by technology. And that is fairly inexpensive. You know, it's, it's, if you've got the right platform, it's just really about connecting the dots. It's not about um, having to spend money on a huge advertising campaign.
1: That ties back so nicely to what you were talking about earlier, uh, about how technology is really introducing this fourth wave of uh, digital transformation, uh, particularly for marketing. So I love that. Speaking of AI and speaking about then the technologies at our disposal, what are the tools that you have in place at Sprinkler for marketing and marketing automation?
2: Yeah, I'm really lucky that we're able to use our own platform. So, you know, I have this unified view of the cut of the customer. And so does everybody else within, within the organization. You know, you really need a, a unified platform to kind of bring, you know, marketing and sales and customer service together. Most, Global companies have have a marketing team that's kind of sort of siloed. You know, there's a team that produces content. There's another team that handles social media listening, another team that handles paid advertising on social. And, and sometimes these internal teams are, are siloed from, you know, the agencies that are handling our 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 campaigns. So for us, when we think about marketing automation, it's really about how do we enable the right workflows, the right and and enabling the connectivity in terms of right from idea inception to planning to execution and enabling all those parts to sort of work seamlessly together. And, And so when I think about marketing automation, I'm really thinking about automating the entire engine and ecosystem and and people and resources all on one platform. So luckily we, you know, so one of the tools that we use and we call it drinking our own champagne is using our own, our own platform. When I think about it sort of strategically from a sort of a framework standpoint, you know, marketing automation should involve social listening, It should ensure that you've got on-brand messaging and enable the right sort of governance and permissions around protecting your brand and how your brand shows up, but still also enabling the flexibility across the organization for people to engage in some of the ways I mentioned earlier. So you need to have the right infrastructure that allows for that. A platform that has a centralized sort of creative assets and a clear way to measure results and so we've we've really sort of simplified our our martech stack at different sort of levels in terms of roles within the organi- organization. You know, our CMO has, has a dashboard that has data that he's interested in at a high level that's enabled in the platform. Then I have more of an executional dashboard where I can see where projects are in sort of the production and execution cycle and then make optimization, give optimization guidance. So it's, it's really exciting to kind of have that all in in, in one platform. We also have a lot of partners that we play well with and, and technology that we are integrated with. And so leveraging, you know, other technology that enables this level of personalization, like uh, demand base is, is one that comes to mind that we, we are excited to work with.
1: I think that uh, for when we talk about measuring the team, uh, You spoke about community managers at Sprinkler and how they play such a key role for your marketing alongside with sales, but that might be somewhat of a new role for other marketing organizations. Can you speak a little bit more about how you measure the performance of community managers?
2: Yeah. So, you know, initially, if I think about even, you know, the first when we brought the idea of social media management into an organization like Microsoft, for example, it was initially about being able to listen for t- for these conversations and respond and engage. And it was also about um, having a centralized platform where we could publish content to the different social media channels. So initially measurement was about sort of growing your your follower base in terms of on the social accounts it was also um, a matter of measuring engagement so shares, likes, etc all the sort of metrics that have kind of become traditional but as we evolved, you know, and as we sort of made started to connect the dots with those other departments, for example, it became about you know response times in customer care. So as you leverage this technology across the company, you start to have other KPIs that are are relevant to those disciplines be part, become part of the mix. So we've seen sort of our, our our customers reduce response times in customer care as they digitize their their infrastructures and integrate. Social into that, and and social community managers routing those inquiries is, is part of the KPIs that we also. We measure. So we want to look at our response times. Are we sort of responding in real time and routing inquiries and really improving customer care and delighting? But then, you know, now as, as we talk about social ABM and actually being able to even prospect and actually be a key part of driving pipeline, you know, we've expanded the KPIs to include things like Handshake. So our team does actually have a a remit in terms of supporting pipeline goals. And so as you think about, you know, the maturity model, each organization will go through this evolution. And as they bring on roles like a social media manager or a community manager, they will naturally organically go through this evolution of, you know, initial metrics that are around, you know, just publishing and engagement, but then you do see that evolution as you understand the power of of the data and how it can be leveraged more broadly. And as they change into thinking beyond social into more about customer experience management, those KPIs also tend to expand
1: I think that for community managers and other big piece of it is also really protecting the brand, right? They are at the front lines, front lines, as you mentioned. And one of the things that has really caught attention in just the cultural media lately is the the whole idea of the cancel culture, right? We wish all our customer conversations are positive ones, but the ability for customers to talk with brands and other customers so easily has just given rise to this whole potentially negative side of conversation, which gives rise to things like the cancel culture. So what are some pitfalls that you think marketers need to be aware of as they're having these one-to-one conversations?
2: with customers. Yeah. You know, we really think I mean, this is really why, you know, having, uh, you know, some some technology that enables you to listen and catch things, you know, before they become, uh, you know, with without this technology by the time you uh, become aware of issues it's, it's already gotten to the point where it's, it's difficult to mitigate and control. Marketers really need to be constantly listening to their customers so they can catch an issue before it goes viral. You know, you think about companies that have had challenges with launches of new products or launches of new campaigns. And first of all, didn't actually leverage the insights from listening to consumers to have... Identified if this would have gone against the values that their customer base cares about. So even in the development of campaigns, having listening technology and having the um what, what your customers are talking about and what they care about inform your creative strategy, you know, that can really help you mitigate risks and avoid these pitfalls. But once you've actually sort of got a campaign that's in market, you can be listening and being able to see if those negative sentiment early, very early on, you know, you know, before a flare sort of becomes a, a whole fire is kind of how we, we, we think about it. You know, I, I think about our, one of our customers, L'Oreal, they have been able to actually identify over 200 issues that they have been able to mitigate because, they had the technology in place and uh, they're actually able to quantify how uh, our technology has helped them mitigate what would have been potentially a big challenge. And so having right governance in place You know, you can help protect the brand, having the right listening technology, having the right permissions in terms of what people can publish and having the right approvals in place. You know, not to get too executional, but you need to have a technology that has that level of sophistication, particularly in, you know, this time that we're in where, you know, it's just one wrong post and and uh, you might catch it too late. So you have to be vigilant and be constantly listening.
1: Thanks so much for those thoughts. Uh, Yoli, it seems like you are always at the forefront of transforming marketing organizations everywhere, whether it's with community managers or uh, introducing social into marketing. So that's really fascinating to hear. Before we wrap up, you also wrote a book called Crushing Corporate in the past where you called for another type of marketing transformation, right? This whole idea of intrapreneurship or entrepreneurs within existing companies. What's your advice for developing intrapreneurs at larger companies like Sprinkler?
2: Yeah, you know, I have a ton of respect for companies that have you know, been able to sort of last long. And, you know, in our day and age, it's very hard when you think about entrepreneurs, you, you, like an entrepreneur like Raji Thomas, who had this idea for Sprinkler, And a lot of it has to be the success for these companies, even for a company like Microsoft's longevity. I think it can be attributed to having employees who behave like entrepreneurs within a large corporation, which means that always leaving room for the testing of new innovation, new ideas, new tactics, which is why they were one of the earliest adopters of Sprinkler's platform. You know, at Sprinkler, our CMO, Grad Khan, is someone who I've worked with at several companies, and our modus operandi has always been to never accept the status quo or be afraid to buck convention. For example, we don't have the traditional marketing automation in place you know, as it's been conventionally conceived. And you can also count on one hand, the content that we have gated, which bucks convention. You know, we have a very simplified MarTech stack and sometimes in, in highly competitive environments where technology is driving at such a fast paced change, you need to be savvy like entrepreneurs and and be judicious in in and strategic with what you do and what you don't do and so we have you know a ton of respect for proven tactics but we also are not precious you know with our best practices it's really about if there are areas where you can cut through the noise by testing new technology you think about the idea of sprinkler was actually a very radical, idea at the time. And you had to kind of be visionary to believe that this was how social was going to evolve and how CXM is is going to evolve. And so I would encourage marketers to kind of leave room for that entrepreneurship spirit, even when you're working within a corporation. And that's why I call, you know, I I believe in entrepreneurship as, as a key part of helping companies really crush their goals.
1: Love that idea. Yoli, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Where can people go to keep up with your thinking and where Sprinkler is going next?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Check out our website on sprinkler.com and our Twitter at Sprinkler. And you can follow me at Yoli Chisholm um, everywhere. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to Intercom's audience. And uh, thanks for having us.
0: We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Sprinkler's Yoli Chisholm. If you did, we'd love you to give us a review. It helps like-minded people like you find their way to our content. We'll be back next week with another episode of Inside Intercom. We hope you'll join us. This is Inside Intercom.